on this episode of The Jason Wright Show. I, my mindset was more of like, I don't want to work a nine to five. I want to try and create my life. And so I'll, and oh, wow, I just lost weight using this jump rope. Maybe this could be the thing that I start doing. So um, I ended up moving to Austin, Texas with my former job and saved up a bunch of money and then was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to quit. And I'm really going to like start, I'm going to start filming YouTube videos. And that's what it was before um, it became jump rope dudes. It was just me by myself in my apartment in Austin. And I would do reviews on jump ropes, jump rope plus weightlifting workouts. Like basically just a, it was a fitness channel that was centered around jump. Hit record, Dan. Welcome to the Jason Wright Show, brother. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it, man. Good to be here. Well, it's like I was just saying before I hit record, the coolest part of having a podcast is you get to see people that you admire what they're doing. They're putting positivity out in the world. And in your case, dude, you're like kind of living my dream. You are making a living getting to stay fit, jumping rope, which I love to do. I've used as for, for exercise forever. You are one of the jump rope dudes, one of the founders of the jump rope dudes. I'm pretty sure you're the reason why I have my cross ropes. So, dude, it's so cool to have you on. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I'm glad, glad that you found the, uh, the cross ropes. Absolutely, man. All right, so this is kind of, I, I could go in so many different directions with this from entrepreneurship to content creation, to health and wellness. But I guess just, I want to just, first of all, start from the beginning. How did this all start with the Jump Rope Dudes, Take wherever you want to start with it, Dan? How did this whole thing begin, man? I would say the first place this started was in a, a park in New York City in 2012. I uh, was living in New York. I had a corporate job. Um, and I lost 70 pounds jumping rope. And that, I didn't start the business right then, but that was really like the impetus for going in this direction and then eventually starting Jump Rope Dudes. But that was like the first, like when I lost weight jumping rope, I was like, oh, this is a really effective tool for doing that. Like no one's really talking about jump rope as a weight loss thing. And that's when I started to like do some digging. So you know what's crazy? You're younger than me. That's obvious. But I like when I was a kid, we used to have this deal called jump rope for heart. Jump rope mm -hmm. used to be a thing that was a kind of standard protocol. It was like we would learn the four basic food groups. They would have these jump rope contests. And I think they even gave like certificates and awards for it. And I never understood why that went away because it is such a phenomenal workout. And so 70 pounds. Well done. Wait, bro. It went away? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I haven't heard about it in forever. It might it may still be okay. around. Yeah, I think the jump rope dudes need to, need to make sure it's up. back. I was going to say, man, I need to look that up. But I, I remember doing jump rope for heart, and I feel like, man, I hope there's – I yeah, that's my assignment for the for the day. You know what? So. You know what? Look, this is 2022. We're going to look this up right now. Jump rope for heart. Because if it's not still out there amongst the Utes, I think maybe we're going to bring it back. Okay, here it is. It is – what is it? It's a fundraising event program that has become the premier. Okay, so I guess it's still out there. It started in 78, so I was only three years old when this thing started, so I told you I, I'm, I'm old balls, dude. So, um, But anyway, okay, so it's still there. 
I'm thinking that we need to start a jump rope dudes partnership and cross rope partnership with jump rope for heart. I think it's, it, it's gotta happen. All right. All right. Write that down. Producer, write that down. All right. So, so you lose 70 pounds. That's freaking amazing. So when do you start going filming and then deciding and creating content? And how did, how do you take it to, I mean, a, a phenomenal level to this point, but where does it go from there? So right after I, uh, lost that weight, I was kind of like thinking about, I was also in a of life where I was like, you know, I want to try entrepreneurship. I, you know, and then it just kind of, they happened at the same time. I wanted to create, you know, I, my mindset was more of like, I don't want to work a nine to five. I want to try and create my life. And so I'll, and oh, wow, I just lost weight using this jump rope. Maybe this could be the thing that I start doing. So um, I ended up moving to Austin, Texas with my former job and saved up a bunch of money and then was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to quit. And I'm really going to like start, I'm going to start filming YouTube videos. And that's what it was before um, it became jump rope dudes. It was just me by myself in my apartment in Austin. And I would do reviews on jump ropes, jump rope plus weightlifting workouts. Like basically just a, it was a fitness channel that was centered around jump rope, which is still what it is today. But that was like my own, you know, the first iteration of it. That's so cool. So you were like, I mean, that's like Gary V type story. I mean, seriously, I mean, he starts out doing YouTube videos, one of the very first commercial users of YouTube for his dad's wine store. And you had this idea to turn a passion and content creation into a vocation. Where does that come from? And what were you doing? So you were in New York. Are you from the East Coast originally? Yeah, from uh, Pennsylvania, a little okay. town, small, small town outside of uh, Philadelphia. Okay. How do you like Austin? I liked it. I liked it a lot. I think I, I kind of grew out of it, but I love going back there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. There, my, I, so I've got a daughter who's about to graduate from CU and she, and the guy that she's dating will one day probably be her husband. And he's just accepted a job in New York and they want to spend their first couple of years in New York. And so, uh, as a father, that's kind of scary as hell, but also what a cool experience. Definitely. I, I wouldn't be too scared. I feel like New York is filled with, it sounds scary, but honestly, New York is filled with tons of great people who like look out for each other. I was actually okay. like, my time there was, I loved it. And I love the people there. Okay. Now, where are you now? Uh, Los Angeles. You're out on the West Coast. That's what I thought Mitchell said. Okay. So how are you liking it out there? I love it, man. I dig. You know, it's like every city has its good and bad things, but I would say like the West Coast in general, I feel like fits more of my vibe and lifestyle. You know, one of the things I notice whenever, especially obviously being as active as you are, she's in uh, the daughter I was just talking about, she's at CU in Boulder. There's just something about the further you get west, the more of a nat that Rocky Mountain high is real. And there's something like out there where you are on the West Coast, just the clean air and the uh, just the, the sunshine. If you're if you're into health and wellness, dude, and does it I don't know about you, but when I'm the better the weather and the better the outdoor life, the less I care about any material stuff the more that yeah. it's just, it's just, you just, it's all about lifestyle. So that, that to me is really cool. Really cool. All right. Yeah. So, all right. So you're making these videos and when do you start to realize or, and what was the kind of that, that point where you go, dude, I'm onto something here. I mean, cause dude, you're over, over a million subscribers to your channel. I mean, that's huge. I mean, like if, if YouTube were 
a television network, you're like, you know, you're you're killing it in Nielsen ratings. That's that's not a that's not an easy task. You have to have really incredible content to get that kind of a following. So when do you start to see this thing take traction and really working? Um, I, it was a, a very specific date, and I don't know the exact day, but we were in Hawaii. And our business was like not in a good place. This was maybe like six years ago. And then we had a friend named Nat Eliason, who you may know. He used to live in Austin. I, I know, know the name. I do know that name for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Nat's a, a buddy of ours. And he was like, he was like, listen, do you know? He just basically gave us this course on YouTube and was like, you know, if you just make these videos that people search for and put like, like when you type into the search bar, like how to, how to do jump rope. Blah, blah, or how to jump rope like blah 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 and then whatever comes up next we just made all those videos he was like yeah like low-hanging fruit just make just type in jump rope and whatever comes up on the search bar make that video we did that and like within a week i think we went we made a hundred videos and only were able to get a thousand subscribers and then in the course of like three weeks once he gave us that information we went to like 30k and then really yeah, so that was really we had one video that got like I think a million views in in like a month, and that was really like the first like okay now we're now we're going, and then it started just flowing. So for the content creator out there who's beating their head against the floor, wanting to get traction, does that mean like if I were like a cook? Well, the the daughter I was talking about, she's a uh, she's a really good cook. If she were to just do a search on how to cook, I don't know, how to cook the perfect low-carb meal or how to cook low-carb cheeseburgers, that's kind of where you start. Just look for what's out there and then just go put your spin on it. Is that the deal? That's one strategy. I also think that strategy worked a lot better five to six years ago. Okay. Don't really think it works as good now, but yes, if someone just started a channel, that is the advice I'd give them. I'd go... Just type in your subject matter. Do it a few ways, like how to, then your subject matter, then whatever comes after it, or first word, your subject matter, and then whatever pops up after that, just try and make that video. Okay. All right. Very cool. So did you set out to do this with a monetizable venture in mind? Like, Did you have at least a vague concept of a business model or was it just something you loved and just all of a sudden it starts blowing up and you go oh we're onto something now let's capture this i mean as an entrepreneur what was the evolution of that process it was definitely it was definitely an immediate like i want to turn into a business and um yeah i wanted it to be like a kind of the and the thing that you hear us talk about a lot is like it's sort of like P90X with jump ropes. Like that's kind of what mm-hmm. it's been since the beginning. So my thought it's changed in how we've made money, but my thought was always from the beginning, like, yeah, I'd like to see if I could take this concept with what I did to my body and turn it into either some digital type of program or some like physical class or something like that. Okay. Yeah. And it's funny you mentioned P90X cause I'm a, I'm a P90X guy from back whenever I was, I had the DVDs brother. I'm old school. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> so, right. and, and uh so and now i'll tell you a program that i like a lot which before i even mention any other program just for the for the listener to understand you guys put out some incredible free content i mean you got you could you could literally just start a playlist with your content and get 
everything from the basics of jumping rope to jumping rope for endurance. You got some great hit workouts. I mean, like I told you before we came on, I was watching one that you were doing. It was like a 15 minute burner for like, I think weight loss. And then you also do a lot of other things too. That's, you've got good content on meal prep, you know, what you should eat, you know, kind of balancing your macros. I mean, I've, you've got some great content and, Thank you. oh yeah, man. And so one of the things that I really enjoyed is being able to have that digital content to basically eliminate all the excuses for working. I mean, you're, the, the world is your gym if you want it to. And that's the cool thing about jumping rope, which is another reason why I was so excited to have you on is because like I said, when I was in college, that's whenever I discovered jumping rope is just part of my standard workout protocol. It, it is just an amazing, uh, uh, you know, full body workout. And so I'm hoping that people will listen to this and they'll go grab a rope. They'll go, you know, subscribe to the uh, cross rope app, which by the way, that has been one of the most simple and easy uh, to keep me on track deals that I've ever done. I've got, like I told you, I've got all the way to the two pound rope. I don't have any of those monster ropes though. I mean, there's some of them. They go up to like four pounds now, right? Oh yeah. Dude. Yeah, four and the five pound. That's insane. I mean, the, the two pound kind of just kicks my butt. You know, it's that, that's insane. But, but it is, it is so cool. Now, so when, how did that relationship start? Did you guys, were you at Crossroad from the beginning? Was that kind of a content creation and we're going to create a product? How did that marriage end up working out? Man, it's so funny how the universe just like, it just works. Like, so that the cross, the whole reason that we are like so tight with Crossroad is because when I started, um, before my business partner came on, before we had like a company, when I was in Austin, I was literally shooting videos in my in my apartment. I just happened to buy a Crossroad. Like when they first came out, like yeah. I don't know, I don't know why. I ha I had a Buddy Lee rope and a Crossroad, and I remember I don't know why I bought the Crossroad, but I think someone suggested it. I bought it, and then for no reason, I just made a review and was like, "Oh man, like you should really get this rope." Blah blah blah. Dave, the CEO didn't even see the video for like two years. And so in those two years, that's when I like met my business partner. We started this thing. I was like, yo, jump ropes, the thing, let's do it. Come on. And then we got a, we got hit up by Dave and he was like, oh man, like I loved that review you did all these years ago. Like, I'm sorry I didn't hit you up before. And then like we started, he started sending us ropes. And then that's when we came to him with a proposal of like, Hey, look, man, these are the best ropes out there. Can we just like be your athletes? And that is how the whole thing started. That's so damn cool. And that reminds me of a story that I thought of, of the guy who brought you and I together, Mitchell Cohen and to Mitchell, I hope you listen to this and uh, thank you for making this connection. So I was listening to Noah Kagan, uh, Mitchell's boss, and he was on James Aldrich's program and he was talking about how, the best thing you can do if you want to be in this space or if you, if it, whatever kind of career path, whatever you want to follow, you've got to get out there and you've got to just do things that are related to that. And that's how Mitchell and I met, you know, I had a podcast and one of my buddies that has a podcast introduced Mitchell and I, and then here Noah Kagan is telling James Altucher the reason why they were talking is because they were just out there, happened to be at the same conference. And I would like for you, Dan, if you wouldn't mind, to just kind of back up and you kind of give him bits and pieces. But I mean, I want to put you in the position of the mentor to those listening to those entrepreneurs. Cause that's one of the things we talk about a lot on the Jason Wright show is that you've got to be willing to step out and follow a passion and do like what you've done, which is, you know, again, going back to James Altucher, he wrote the book, skip the line. 
the, the standard protocols of finding a lane and marching along in it, if you if you do that these days, you're kind of nuts because there's so many other paths. What advice would you give that would be entrepreneur for finding something that they really like and then staying with it, sticking with it, and getting yourself out there so that the law of attraction can take hold? I mean, just what would you say to those people listening that want to do something like what you're doing? Honestly, man, don't take other people's advice. Anyone's. Wow. This is something that I feel like is not talked about enough that I wish was like, stop watching Gary V. Stop, <laughs> stop looking at, stop having role models, like stop looking up to other people to see how they did things. Because typically those other people who did things like that, they're like, oh yeah, Jeff Bezos, like if, you know, he did these things to become famous or like to become what he is. No, he's just a psycho. Like, he's just like a guy that is like, I'm going to do this. Like, you can't teach what Mark Cuban does. Mark Cuban is just an animal. He was born like that. That's how he is. And I love it. Yeah. And so, like, my advice to, like, younger people is, is so to answer those two questions. First, have so much belief in yourself that, like, you don't need to like listen to podcasts and watch videos and and read a million books to find out like how you need to make your money. Um, like you you know exactly what needs to be done. So that's the first part of it. The second part of it is is the reality. Like having a realistic way of like what product am I going to sell for what amount? What is the actual demand? And like how much money could my business potentially make? Um, so like when we started Jump Rope Dudes, I wasn't thinking like, oh, it's going to be like a $100 million business for like, just because, you know, it was like, you know, I looked at it very meticulously, like, okay, no one's talking about ever. I mean, weight loss is a big thing, but no one's talking about, about Jump Rope with weight loss. Okay. Not that many people, I did some research, like not that many people talk about Jump Rope in general, yeah. but if we could own that that niche, it would be enough for us to have a successful business doing something that I really believe in. And that is close to my heart. So I would say like, that's another big piece of it. Don't just have these goals where you're like, I'm just going to blow it out of the water and make all this money. And it's like, be realistic about like, how, like, do you think your business, is there proof that your business could be a $3 million business? Is there proof that it could be a hundred thousand dollar business? You know, mm -hmm. I think that's like the, the, you know, and then when we got like the ropes, I was like, okay, if these ropes cost this much, that means we need to make this many sales. If we can get this many views on videos, like just actually breaking it down and being like, I think this could be a viable business. And like, worst case, I still have an income and a way to make my living. Best case, we turn this into like a big company and like, you know, do, do the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say those those two things. I, I just feel not to harp too much on it. I just feel really strongly about the whole idea of like, stop even looking up to people who have done it and just realize most of those people that have done amazing things, it's just because that's how they are. And you need to find that like inner thing inside yourself that makes you like, oh yeah, that that drives me and just focus on that, you know? So I think that is, you're right, that is underrated advice. And I was just talking to my wife about that this weekend in a similar fashion. 
So I've always been a don't color outside the lines kind of guy. And even as an entrepreneur and somebody that has done some wild stuff, I mean, well, just, you know, just having a podcast and writing books, just doing weird stuff. I mean, that's, that's what I'm into. I mean, life's too short to just follow the conventional norms, I think. And, but one of the things that I fell into, I was telling her, I said, you know, I've always been the type that if you tell me that this is the way you do something, I will to a fault do it to the extent that one time I'm in high school. This still sticks with me, dude. This is a crazy story, but it's, it's, it's a great analogy for what you're saying. I, we had this play that we would run where I was a tight end. I'd come around, I'd grab the ball, and I would run, right? And so I'm in the open field. And I had been told some little kid, when you're running, don't look back. You just look ahead. Just run as hard as you can. Don't look back. Well, this dude, this cornerback that's just a stud, I mean, he sucks me up. And had I looked back, I could have taken one step and made it to where he couldn't have tackled me and I could have scored a touchdown. Instead, I'm not going to look back. My coach's voice said, you do not look back. And boom, he catches me. I get tackled like on the four-yard line. And yeah. that has always stuck with me. And I think that's what people need to understand. Is And I think that's what I hear you saying is, if you know yourself and if you have those convictions, then don't be afraid. And one of the things, too, Dan, I got to believe, much like me, when you tell people, I'm going to go out and start creating content, jumping rope, and I'm, by the way, I plan to monetize this, make a living at it, a lot of people are going to be like, okay, whatever, and, and they go back to their accounting job or whatever, right? And so I think being able to drown those voices out, and also people are well-intended. They want to give you the, the standard advice and all that stuff, but you've got to have some conviction. It sounds like to me that's what you had early on. You just knew this is what I was going to do. Yeah. I, yeah. There was no, there was no like, it was just like, this is what I feel. It's still, it's still the same feeling I have to this day. Like when people are like, what would you do if you didn't have jump rope dudes? And I'm just like, this, this is it. Like, this is all, I don't have some like, you know, insane five-year, 10-year, 50-year goals. Like I'm, I started doing what I wanted and living the way I wanted when I started this whole thing and I'm still doing it. And for me, that's good enough. You know, what's crazy is whenever I, I we were talking about before we got on about, I can't remember how long I've been following you guys, but it's been a long time and I've been a Crossroad subscriber and owner for a long time when I first and that maybe that's when I started jumping rope and I thought and maybe that's what led me to you guys because I thought man I want to do this I want to make some videos jumping rope and then that's when I found you guys I'm like oh well crap these guys have cornered that market they're killing it I mean I thought that would be so fun so now that you've gotten into it you're you mean this is your wheelhouse how have has it evolved from just we're, we're, we're reviewing jump ropes. We're showing you how to get in shape to now. I mean, like I kind of mentioned earlier, you guys are kind of really, you could do a lot of things in the health and wellness space. I got to believe. How do you come up with the new workouts? How do you keep it fresh? What does it look like now that you guys are veterans of this whole space? I think uh, the easiest way I can describe it is I really am trying to build like a P90X of of jump ropes like not trying to totally reinvent the wheel with something i think i i feel like the thing that i do very well is motivate people like i'm the fitness guy i'm the i'm the guy on camera like yeah. i'm not gonna make you i'm not an engineer i'm not gonna make i'm not gonna sit here in a room and think of the best jump rope to create or the best supplements or like i'm not really a business strategy guy i'm just like if you put me on camera i'm gonna make you feel good yeah. And I'm going to make sure I'm going to do my best to make sure that you get a result. Um, 
And so with that, like I try not to look too far past that being the main goal of like, we just want to have a, um, we have this app called Jump Rope Dudes TV. And I just want to make that the best jump rope workout experience that exists. And then, you know, off of that, we, we started selling some supplements that we take like um, amino acids. So maybe expanding um, our supplement offering a little bit, um, working with other partners that make sense, like Crossrope is one of our biggest partner, partners, but then, you know, maybe some other companies that have like Peloton-like technology mm -hmm. where you could like track your workouts and stuff like that. Um, but I would say primarily, like my big goal is just to be like, this sounds super corny, but like just to say it out loud to make the most sense, like I just want to be like a, a the fitness guy, like Tony Horton. I just want yeah. to be like that, that jump rope guy, and he's like, you know, full of energy, and like right. that's what really just makes me happy. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing too that's so fun, and I, I gotta tell you, man, it's like. It's one of those things I envy about you guys because, like, I'm I'm actually creating. I have I've got an app for learning and you know, uh, you know, having a growth mindset and all these different things. It's more online courses, and part of it, I I I want to add a fitness element to it just because it just feels good when you can get people to embrace a healthy and active lifestyle. You know, I want people to have what I have. I want to share that. You know, I want people to, Hey, I'm the improve always and always guy. You know, that's my motto. And I'm like, I want you to do that too. And that's, it is just a more, it's just a rich, more joyful life whenever you totally optimize your health. Um, yeah. so, okay, let's just talk to talk about some tactics for the listener out there. That's like, Dang, Jason's got one of the jump rope dudes on. I am scared to death of a jump rope. I haven't done that since I was doing jump for heart as a kid. So where do you suggest people kind of get started? And, you know, is jumping rope for everyone? I mean, you were obviously 70 pounds, nearly a whole person more when you started. So, you know, kind of how do you get started? And what's your protocol for somebody that really just thinks, okay, I'm willing to try this? We always tell people first go to just get a cheap jump rope or even if you have if you don't have access to a jump rope or you can't afford um, a jump rope, you can even use a, a like a literal rope or, um, you know, even even a cord that's not I mean, not plugged in, obviously, but like we've seen people do that. Um, the first thing that we always it is just just get some kind of rope and see if you like it, see if it's something that um yeah, that you can, that you can, and even if you're not good at it, just begin doing it, mm -hmm. you know, and see if you're like, if it's something that you'd want to continue to pursue. And most people, we find that when they start doing it, and even if they're messing up a lot, but they have, they start to see a little bit of success. Most people get that bug and are like, oh, I want to continue to do this and improve. So I would just say before you get too crazy into buying like supplements and equipment and fitness gear and, and apps and all that stuff just pick up a jump rope and do it for a minute to two minutes at a time um which leads me into like with a beginner that's what i would say don't don't start doing like 30 minute workouts and you know right out the gate just start creating this habit of jumping rope for like three to five minutes a day and do that for like two to three weeks and then after that you know see how you feel see what you need to improve on and then you can like you know begin to do it for longer you know what I've noticed too, and for that, one of the biggest ancillary benefits to jumping rope is my mood is better when I jump rope. 
I don't know. I, I, I'll get on a rebound or something. And I know the lymphatic system, it really helps with the circulation. I don't know if that has uh, anything to do with it. But if you notice that, that just jumping ropes, one of the best mood enhancers that I, I ever do. hundred percent. I, I feel like we need to talk about this more. We don't have enough have as much like science back stuff that weightlifting has to be like, these are the benefits, but we're getting there. Cause I, I do feel like I agree fully with what you said. There is something about the lymphatic system and doing this continuous motion where mm-hmm. you're just jumping up and down, jiggling all the organs and muscles and bones in your body. Um, that does improve your mood. And I know, I don't know if it's like, you know, physiologically what's happening or if it's physiologically plus also the soothingness of the rope, like mm-hmm. smacking the ground mm-hmm. in rhythm with your feet. It's almost like a, uh, sometimes I'll skip without any music at all. And it's just like a meditation. It's like, agree, you know, that consistent. And I think that whatever I'm going through at that point in time kind of settles me and yeah, but hundred percent agree. Every time that I'm going through something and I, I'm, and we say this a lot, just jump rope. Like if I'm struggling with something in business or like my personal life, I'm like, ah, right now I know there's a lot of tension. I'm just going to pick my rope up and go skip for like 10 minutes. Yeah. And and I think too, it's, it, it can take the non-athlete or what I always laugh at my wife. I tell her, you know, I'm an at-home athlete or whatever, you know, it just, it can, and there's enough skill involved. And as you do it longer and you can start to do some cool stuff, there's a mastery component to it that makes you feel good. I think that's a mood enhancer. And also, like you mentioned, that the rhythm of the rope, it can almost put you in a flow state. Because what you'll find is, and which is kind of cool, is like you'll be jumping and you're no longer thinking about it. It does just become like a like a, the automaticity just kind of kicks in. And, and what I have used jumping rope for is on, like when I'm fasting – I, I don't put any cream in my coffee. It's just black coffee. And so therefore I don't really even want my coffee as much jumping rope at five in the morning, right out of bed can be my cup of coffee and it will fully wake me up, put me in a good mood. Otherwise, if I come up here to this room, my home office and I sit down and I start reading immediately because I always read at least, you know, a few chapters every morning is part of my morning routine. I'm not, I'm so much more lethargic unless I go and jump rope, I just feel better. And dude, it lasts through the whole day. I mean, it does the endorphins, and it's not the same I, again. And it's not the same when I get on my Peloton. It's not the same if I do like one of my ladder workouts with Ben Greenfield. Jumping rope is the deal that just puts me in a good mood. And so, yeah, there should be some research on that. And so that's something I would tell the listener. And again, like you said, that's another thing. I didn't, I didn't finish one of your videos, uh, which was. Did you burn more calories running for 10 minutes or jumping rope for 10 minutes? So, mm-hmm. so go ahead and give me the punchline. Cause I didn't finish the video. This was a couple of days ago. I was watching that. So actually the video was, do you burn more jumping rope for 10 minutes or running for 30 minutes? There you go. There you go. There you and, go. and, uh, yeah, we kind of did the video wrong. Actually, this is like the hilarious part of that. So the study, I did the video wrong from the study, the study that's 10 minutes versus 10 minutes of jump rope versus 30 minutes of running that was to show an improvement in cardiovascular health. When we did the calorie test running for 30 minutes, totally burned more calories. And so in the video, you see me being like, I mean, yeah, this makes sense. Like I'm, I'm like exercising pretty hard for 30 minutes versus 10. Um, so it was a nice way to just kind of lightheartedly be like, Hey guys, 
running for like if you now if you jumped rope for 30 minutes and ran for 30 oh. i do believe that your calorie burn would be slightly higher with jump rope but with the the video example that we gave we were like oh yeah that study is more for cardiovascular health but because we're a fitness channel we just tested it anyway just to have like you know a comparison yeah. and i think there's also a lot of benefits to jump rope that you can't detect on a calorie tracker Agreed. i mean when you're just jogging, you're using your, you know, your legs. Mm -hmm. And when you're jumping rope, I mean, it's, again, we don't have enough scientific terminology to talk about this yet, but I'm not saying you're building tons of muscle with jump rope, but like something is happening. Like, just like you see a sprinter body versus a, a long distance jogger. Yep. I feel that that same kind of high intensity jump rope training produces that like fit shooting guard wide receiver type of body yep. Yep. Uh, versus the long distance run. I could not agree more. And dude, just so the listener knows, jumping rope for 10 minutes is an absolute beat down. If you just do yeah. straight through, <laughs> that's an ass whipping. <laughs> it is, dude, 10 straight minutes is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. So now though, now just talk to me about, cause I know you, you are a healthy dude in, in addition to just, you know, being, you know, one of the jump rope dudes. So what is kind of your, health and wellness protocol now from nutrition to circadian rhythm, you know, what are you doing to keep yourself completely optimized in addition to jumping rope? I'm a big basics kind of guy. So I admire people like, you know, like you mentioned Ben Greenfield, who those, I feel like there's a, there's people who really like to go into the weeds of like hacking and just, and just cause that's what they love. And that's like, right. you know, the stuff that I read and get information from. I think I'm more of the just get it. Like, I just want people to do something. I don't necessarily like, I don't necessarily talk about a lot like, Hey, I'm drinking this at this time. And then for me, the biggest thing in terms of how I take care of my health are like the, I, I focus really hard on the basic things that I feel like most people should, but they don't, which is like, I'm crazy about my sleep water i'm really particular about drinking enough water and my stress like my happiness levels all that that sounds like kind of cheesy just being like my happiness i like really prioritize not feeling uh like okay so today i have way too much work to do like i have i am completely swamped and like a little bit stressed but i woke up and i was like there's some waves like, am I going to go surf for a couple hours? Absolutely. Because like, I know even if I'm up late working tonight, I feel good because I went and got in the ocean and, and got to do something I love. So like, I never, I'm, you will never find me being like, oh, I just worked 10 days in a row. No, I'll be, I'm going to be like, no, I took some, I took a day off and like went and hung out with my friends or like, so I really believe in like doing a lot of the basic stuff. I really think that is the contributor to living a long life, not so much like eating perfectly or, you know, consuming this drink over that drink or using this app versus that app. Um, having said that, I do still, you know, have other things related to my diet and stuff that I follow pretty closely, which is like we have this thing called the 70 30 rule, mm -hmm. um, which is basically. 70% of your food should just be real food. 30% can be whatever. And then the common factor with that is just don't overeat. That's like a big thing for me. 
You know, yep. you can eat McDonald's every now and then. Just don't overeat it. You know, don't even healthy food. Don't overeat. I, I truly believe that if you were if you gave someone, you know, if someone gained 50 pounds in McDonald's and that same person gained 50 pounds and they all they ate was fruit. I still view that as detrimental to your body because I, I think it's a lot of stress for your body to be carrying around extra weight. Yep. Um, so my advice would be instead of like, what food should you eat? I'd just be like, look, you really have to eat less and you have to drink more water and you have to sweat more. Yep. Yep. Um, so my philosophy is like, not, it's not that it's, it's not that it's lenient. It's not like I'm just like eating ice cream and pizza, like whenever I want. It's just that I try to keep it very simple. So like eat my maintenance calories, common sense, eat mostly whole foods, lean meats, nuts, fruits, um, be really meticulous about sleeping, hydration, and just making sure that I feel generally pretty good and happy. Well, I think that is all incredibly sound advice and you are onto something. The whole happy and joyful and reducing stress and making sure you monitor those things is absolute money because like, uh, so Dr. Stephen Hussey, who's been on the podcast, great author. And, uh, I, I'm drawing a blank on his book right now. I need to look it up for you and I'll put it in the show notes for folks. And I, cause he's, he's great. And I've had him on a couple of times now. We actually had this conversation that bitterness and anger and stress those are almost as bad as pounding cheeseburgers every day. It is so bad for you. And like, if you look, I think it was Jim Lair's book, the, I've got it sitting over here, the, uh, the power of extreme focus. I think so it's called, uh, he started the Johnson and Johnson performance center. And he talks about how all these Japanese manufacturing guys that were literally working themselves to death just from exhaustion and stress, trying to complete, never giving themselves the rest they need. So, and I, I didn't, I took it for granted for the longest. And now dude, I have my aura ring and I will get as excited about my sleep score yeah. as I am about like my VO two max or something. I mean, and, yeah. and, and I get pissed whenever I wake up, I'm like, man, I thought I slept well. It's like a 78 yeah. or something. Yeah. You know, I get yeah. so pissed. But so I think that is all incredibly um, good advice. And also the thing that you said that I think a lot of people lose sight of is, you know, when you start to look at the necessity for recreation, which is recreation, right? Getting into the ocean, getting into the sunshine, uh, you sprint, go, go hard to the hoop with your work, but you've got to let up, you know, get in that flow state and then back off because you mentioned a sprinter earlier, a sprinter. Yeah. And that's one of the things that Jim Lair, he teaches his professional athletes is like, you should always look at your work like a sprinter does. One, you should see the finish line and two, you should have yourself prepared to go all out for that short period of time and then back off. You know, don't, yeah. if you, if you're sprinting the whole time, you will crash and burn. And by the way, you're going to have the, the, you know, depleting returns, right? It's not, it's not going to yeah. be your best forward. So I think that's all very, very wise advice, man. So well done. Well done, dude. All right. So, so with regard to going back to content creation, um, what's, are there any other big plans? Are you guys going to keep sticking to what you're, what you're doing? Because what you're doing is so good. Or, I mean, you mentioned some adding some product lines, kind of what is the next evolution for the jump rope dudes? I think there's a couple of things. Uh, one thing that comes to mind is getting other more jump rope dudes and dudettes. Like we, 
We've I'm in. I'll, I'll, I'll take the old fart. I'll be the old fart jump rope yeah, dude yeah, in Texas. Got, yeah, I feel like there's multiple like areas of or like multiple demographics within our company that need to be better served. Like, um, I think for the longest time we've needed a woman, like mm-hmm. a, a woman to come in and make content. I feel like our female audience would relate a lot to that. Yep. Um, so that's like, you know, just adding more, more personalities on the channel. Yep. Um, I would say again, just making the, the app like a, a really great workout experience. And again, adding more instructors to that so they can create more programs for people. Yep. Um, and then on top of the supplements and stuff, so we don't take a whole lot of supplements, but like amino acids are something that I've taken for the past like 10 years of my life. And I'm very like, mm-hmm. if you're going to take supplements, like these are the ones. Yep. So I can see us expanding like our supplement line a little bit. And then continuing to do more with Crossrope. Like Crossrope has, they're just so smart. And like, they just, they just nail the whole jump rope as fitness space. Yeah. And so I think like we'll be doing a lot more collaborations with them as they release like new products and stuff like that. And then on top of that, I think, so we have the app and some of these, other, you know, supplements. And I think for me, eventually I would like to create some kind of, some kind of jump rope dudes product that we have personally, like totally thought of from scratch and like, um, you know, something that would be like, I, what comes to mind is like a bar. Like I eat these bars all the time that are these like super high calorie, you know, something like a cliff bar. And, but I feel like jump rope dudes, we kind of need, a, or are you familiar with Lenny and Larry's cookies? Oh, sure. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I just always have felt like jump rope dudes. We're kind of like, we're serious, but we're also kind of gimmicky and we like to have fun and like we're, we play up the whole like cartoon, like jump rope dude guys. Yeah. And so I always thought it would be really fun to have like this really great tasting product that I love to eat. Yeah. And, you know, so that's like more down the road, but that's probably, yeah, to answer your question, that's like kind of where I see the, the evolution going. And so, let me ask you this. Are you still having fun? Because I got to, it looks like you are. And I, again, I'm, I'm a bit jealous. You jump rope for a living, my friend, you know, you turn something that you love and you're passionate about into vocation. That's as badass as it gets. Are you still having fun? Every day, man. Even yeah. on days where like, I'm dealing with a lot, you know, it's like, it's like this weird, like even days when I'm really stressed out, I'm never really stressed out. Cause I'm like, dude, I, I, I say that to myself all the time. I'm like, <laughs> And you're standing in a parking lot at the beach, <laughs> jumping rope. Like no one, like you don't have to be anywhere. You can go get lunch after this if you want. Like every single day, I. That is one thing that I don't take for granted at all. Like, like because of this business and jumping rope, just the like, the appreciation I have to like, to get paid to improve my health and help other people. Yeah, and then just the flexibility of like the creation, like, what do I want to tell people today? Where do we like, let's go to this place and shoot it. Like it's, it's an adventure every day, man. Like yeah. it really is like a, yeah, it's just a continuous adventure. That is, I mean, and I, I think that's so good. And that's what's encouraging. I hope for this listener. That's why I was so excited to talk to you is because again, as a fan and somebody who is an admirer of your work, but also just from that entrepreneurial standpoint, that creator, like I've got two daughters that, you know, one just graduated from the University of Alabama, one's graduating from CU next year. And I want them to have the mindset 
that you have adopted, which is, yeah, go out, get a job, learn some things, but don't be afraid to chase down a passion. Don't think that you have to just do the everyday night. If I mean, I always laugh and tell people I've mastered not having a real job for over 20 years and you can, you can do it. It's not always easy, but you got to be willing again, to go back to what you said earlier, you've also got to be willing to not listen to the noise, to know that you're on the right path and not care that other people don't get what you're up to. I mean, to me, I think, I think that was some of the best advice you gave for sure. Thank you. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Did you have a real job at one point or you've always been on your own? No, I, uh, I did have one for six years. I was in corporate America management consulting and realized, and I actually wrote a book about it. It's uh, push play, taking your life off pause, please. Everyone out there listening buy it by the dozen. Uh, but uh, it, but it was about, it was in 2003. I was 28 traveling all the time. Rylan and Abby were two and three years old. And I just realized, man, this isn't a life. If I just kept my nose to the grindstone and kept my, kept my nose clean, probably would have been like a division president and then, and done all the corporate things. And I was like, man, if that's where this is leading, I'm out. I wanted to design a life. I wanted to be close to church, to my work, stay at home with the girls as much as possible, only travel when I wanted to be able to do stuff like this. And so I started designing the life I wanted to live and then figuring out what business of my own I could have to make that happen. And I went out, dude, and I bought a real estate company. I'd never sold a house in my life. Where I live now here in Texas, I had no family or friends, but there was a business to buy. It was back in East Texas where I grew up and just took a risk, rolled the dice. And that's what I did. Bought that business and added to it, sold it. And then have just done other things since and do business advisory and things again that keep me from having to go punch a time clock or something. Nice. Yeah. The reason I asked that is because, like you said, your daughter. I I personally believe that I'm so glad I had a real job and like lived in like a, a you know big city and like had the whole like Monday through Friday because uh, that's also something in this culture now that is like underrated as well. Like people, I feel like especially young kids, like your daughter's age, are like, oh, you know, they might be thinking like, oh, I want to like follow my dreams and start a channel and blah, blah, blah. And it's like the whole nine to five thing out the window, but I would not have this business if I didn't have the structure and the like thoughts about work that I had, like, because of having that real, you know, full-time job. So that, yeah, that's why I asked. Cause I feel like on, in this new world, you know, of like motivation and podcasting, you know, it's kind of like, sometimes I feel like people, don't appreciate enough how, especially young people, mm-hmm. how good it is to actually have a formal job where there is structure, where you do have a boss, where you have to manage multiple personalities and stuff like that. And then, you know, do that for a few years and then, you know, go do your own thing. Unless, unless you're 13 and you've figured out exactly what you want to do for the rest of your life, you know. Could not agree more. And that's the thing, too. A lot of these kids today, they hear a Zuckerberg and those guys, kind of like you mentioned with Jeff Bezos. Those are outliers. I mean, way outliers, you know, that they they just, it's not the norm. And and that's what I've told uh, both my girls that like the, the oldest who took her first job and she's in technology sales and she's not loving it. And I said, Hey, look, understand this is a training ground. And the cool thing is you're so young. You've got so many years ahead of you. Like I used to put these really, really ridiculous arbitrary timelines on myself that I had to be doing this by this age and this age. And I just tell them, relax, you know, just get the experience. You're getting paid to train. 
Because there is, to your point, I do remember whenever I first, when I bought that first business after six years in corporate America, I remember, you know, thinking I was going to go go broke every day and all this and having to worry about every time I turned the lights on, I had to now worry about the paper that was going in the copier. It was nice those days when I didn't have to worry about any of that. So you're exactly right. And, and you mentioned Gary V. I mean, I love the guy, but a lot of these kids, they think I'm going to be Gary V with no experience. I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to go create, I'm going to go make my fortune on TikTok or something. And it's like, and that's like, so when I teach, when I talk to younger, I like spoke at a high school, like a, a senior, they call it senior seminar. It's like for a class for kids getting prepared to go into college and into the quote unquote real world after that. And I always tell them, man, go add value. Whatever you do, you've got to go do something that is so valuable. People are willing to part with their dollars for your service or your product. So focus on that first, because a lot of them, dude, it was kind of disappointing I went in there and I asked those kids, all right, I can come in and tell you all you want to know about entrepreneurship and all this stuff, but what do you really want to know? Like four of them said, how to make money, how to make money. I'm like, oh, come on now. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. not what it's all about. It's just not yeah. what it's all about. So I think that's really good advice, man. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, Dan, dude, I told you we blew through nearly an hour just like that. This was so fun and it's so good to meet you. I'm really grateful for Mitchell bringing us together. Yeah, me too. Thank you for having me on. This has been an awesome experience. You bet. Now, where can people, I mean, I know where to follow you, but tell everybody all the out, and I'm going to download your app. I don't have Jump Rope Dudes TV. I don't have that app, so I got to get that. Oh, nice. Yeah. Where, where else can people find you? Uh, just Jump Rope Dudes on YouTube, official Jump Rope Dudes on Instagram, Jump Rope Dudes TikTok, and then, yeah, just JumpRopeDudes.com. Awesome. Dan, this has been so fun. Thanks, man. Like you said, I know that you are living a busy life and to make time for me and this audience, dude, I could not be more grateful, brother. And thank you equally, man. This is a lot great for me as well. So I appreciate you having me on. You got it, brother. All right, sit tight and I'll say goodbye appropriately after I hit finish. Well, that does it for this episode of The Jason Wright Show. Thank you so much for listening. This has been a Texas Titan Media production. Fourth Wall did the music. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Please consider going out to jasonwrightnow.com and signing up for the Vitruvian Letter. Also, please go out to iTunes. It takes like 30 seconds to just leave us a five-star rating. It does wonders for the podcast. I would be so grateful. And with that, until we meet again, go crush it and endeavor to improve always in all ways. I'm out.